As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to the first ever Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you can find me on Twitter at FPL General. FPL is officially back. The first deadline of the season is just a few hours away, 6.30pm UK time, 90 minutes before Ivan Tony scores a hat-trick against Arsenal. In today's episode, I'll cover Game Week 1 captaincy. The main news from the press conferences, answer some Twitter questions and reveal what my team currently looks like with just a few hours of tinkering to go. Before I get into the FPL stuff, just a quick reminder that there's a special offer on The Athletic at the moment. You can get it for 33% off an annual subscription, which works out at about four quid a month. To get that, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Game week one captaincy, it might be the easiest captaincy decision of all the 38 game weeks this season. You don't overthink it in game week one. The king of FPL, Mohamed Salah, plays a newly promoted Norwich side. You know, that could be a big win for Liverpool. So if you're going with Salah, which I think he should be, I think he should be your captain as well. There will be game weeks in the season where we can take some more risky captain choices. But this week, don't overthink it. If your captain's armband is not on Salah at the moment, you should really ask yourself why. Uh, Much better just to stick with the pack, especially in the first game week, and we're all in it together. So yeah, this is an easy one. I'm not even going to mention anyone else because I just think Salah is by far and away the runaway leader of the captaincy poll. I did a poll a couple of days ago with subscribers and there was, I think I put four or five options in it and it returned about 100 votes and I think Salah got 99 out of 100 so that tells you what people are thinking so yeah Mohamed Salah for captaincy this week for me and I think he should be your captain as well getting into the press conference updates so the team news from the press conferences which have been on on Thursday there's been a couple on Friday morning now there is more later so this is not the completed list of news from the press conferences so the main headline from yesterday really was about Harvey Barnes Brendan Rodgers has said he's not fully fit yet. And I've got his exact quote here. He said, he's such a huge player for us. He's obviously not up to speed physically as of yet. 
but just to have him back, he just gives you such a threat. He did really well last weekend, and day by day, he's getting physically better. So make of that what you will. That was enough for me to take Harvey Barnes out of my squad, so I'm not going to start with him, even though I really wanted to. I still think there's a very good chance Barnes will start, but that comment to me says 70-minute substitution. So I'm going to try and pick a player who I think is going to get 90 minutes rather than a 70-minute Barnes. And there's, you know, we, we can't be surprised now if he's on the bench either because we've had that warning from Brendan Rodgers. So that was the main takeaway from yesterday. Also at Leicester, they've signed Vestergaard. So a lot of people were going to go with Amarty, the 4 million defender. I don't think you should now. He may start game week one Amarty, but after that, probably won't. May not even get the start. Vestergaard could go straight in. I don't know if he was signed in time or not to do so, but I think that deal went through on Thursday, so surely he'll be available for the weekend. If you've got, you know, a lot of people are going for 4 million Shimakis at Liverpool. If you've got Amarty and Shimakis, two 4 million defenders, I think is not as appealing anymore. Usually when you go for two 4 million defenders, it will cause you trouble in a couple of game weeks because you'll be left with just three defenders once Robertson's back and Amarty won't be playing. So if you've got two 4 million defenders in your squad at the moment, I would go back in and I would change one of them to a 4.5. I would take Amarty out. There were some comments from Dean Smith at Aston Villa about Ollie Watkins. First of all, he said he expects Watkins to shake off a knee injury. He also said, this is a direct quote, Watkins hasn't played wide for a couple of years. I didn't bring him in here to play there. He scored 26 goals playing as a centre forward in the championship and came to us and got 16 goals also as a centre forward. So no, I don't envisage him out there. So it seems like he doesn't have any plans to play Watkins on the wing, which is good news for Watkins' FPL prospects. He looks like he's over the injury as well. So Watkins, I think if you were considering him beforehand, you can also consider putting him back into your team. Now, I do prefer Danny Ings for 0.5 extra, but you know it looks like both of them are probably going to play up front together. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out this season. On to Brentford's Thomas Frank confirmed that Ivan Tony will start against Arsenal. So there's no issues there in terms of fitness. So that's good news if you've got him. Phil Foden, there was a video of him in the last couple of days. He was asked about his injury. He said he's going to be out for about three to four weeks. So I think that's good news for some of the other Manchester City attacking assets. Mainly Marius, I think, for the first couple of game weeks. He looks pretty safe now. At Brighton, Graham Potter gave us an update on Tarek Lamptey. He said, Tarek is still doing his rehab. With a bit of luck, after the international break, we might see a bit more of him. So, first three game weeks, Lamptey is not going to feature, which I think is good news for Joel Veltman. At Burnley, we didn't think Chris Wood would be an option in game week one because he was at the Olympics. But Sean Dyche said that Chris Wood is fine and he's ready and ready to go. So Chris Wood could easily be in the Burnley starting 11. So that's another striker for you to consider today. And finally, at Southampton, they've signed Adam Armstrong, but reading into the comments from Hasenhutl, to me, it looks like Armstrong is unlikely to start. He said, I think it will take maybe a little bit longer for Armstrong and Broha to be ready to play. So to me, that's probably going to be a bench for Armstrong in game week one. There was a couple of questions about Armstrong. He could be a very good option, but I don't think he's one to pick in game week one. Like I said, there is more press conferences on Friday. Most of them happen 
around 1pm, 1.30pm, just a big batch of them happened together. So if you want to find updates for those, best place to go on Twitter, follow at Ben Dinnery. He will give you all the updates you need to know before the deadline. Ben and I will also be doing an FPL Q&A on The Athletic today from 2pm to 3pm. So check out that one if you are a subscriber. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm going to tackle a few questions from Twitter Thanks as always to those who sent them in I put the tweet out this morning and had over 100 replies very quickly So there's plenty of people tinkering this morning First one is from Luke Gerdy Should we be worrying about minutes for Barnes after Rogers' comments? Him not being fully up to physicality yet Is it better to play safe and go for Rafinha? Spending the 0.5 million saving elsewhere. Yeah, so I mentioned Barnes. That was enough to put me off him. He's not in my team. So I do think it's better to play safe with someone like Rafinha, who you know is definitely going to play. And then you've got 0.5 to either spend somewhere else or just keep the 0.5 in the bank and use it for your Game 2 or your Game 3 transfer. So yeah, I mean, not going Barnes could come back to bite me. But I'm just trying to keep, you know play it safe in Game Week 1. There's obviously fitness concerns there so that's enough for me to just play safe take him out and go with someone who i'm more confident of getting a sure start in game week one question from fpl delhi with buendia now fit does he sneak into our team so yeah buendia does seem to be okay he tweeted pictures of himself in training and said ready so looks like he's available for selection will he be in the starting 11 that is another question so i think there's a any player who's had a recent injury, again, in game week one, that's enough for me just to say, no thank you, give him a game or two, see how he is, see how he fits in, and come back to him later. Now, Aston Villa do have good fixtures, so I think you can take the punt there. But to me, Wendy and Barnes, I'm kind of viewing them similarly now. You know, there's, they're probably not 100% fit. Maybe maybe Wendy is. But, you know, I've got Danny Ings, so I'm, I'm quite happy just to go with Ings from Villa and just give Buendia a bit of time. I think there's plenty of other midfield options to choose from anyway. So Buendia is a no for me as well. Question from Warlock of Quarth. Grealish or Gundawan? This is something I've been chewing over for a couple of days and I'm probably still going to chew it over between now and deadline. The 
the biggest decision I've got to make today is who goes into my fourth midfield position. I'm in a 3-4-3 formation. Yeah, Bruno and Salah are in. Rafinha is in. You know, those three are not going anywhere, but it's the fourth one I'm struggling with between Grealish, Gundogan, Greenwood as well. Um, Harvey Barnes have kind of ruled out now, and I was tempted by Ben Rama also. But Ben Rama, I think he's a very good punt for game week one, but I'm someone who doesn't take many punts in game week one, so that's why Ben Rama is not going to make it. Uh, I hope he does start the season well though I would like to be able to jump on him uh, at some point because he's a nice, a nice price and we know he's a talented player so hopefully Ben Rama is an option and, and if you're on him early doors I hope it pays off for you but I've kind of narrowed it down to Grealish, Gundogan or Greenwood I think safest pick probably Gundogan because you know De Bruyne is out he looks set to start the first two I think Gundogan's also the most boring choice out of the three players which has me having second thoughts so that leaves Grealish and Greenwood much more exciting options. Will Grealish start game week one is the big question. I think Greenwood has a better chance of starting in game week one because there's no Cavani, there's no Rashford, and I don't expect Sancho to start either. I don't think he's trained much. So to me, Greenwood looks very, very much like a starter against Leeds. And what has me leaning towards Greenwood over Grealish is... Leeds have a couple of issues. Llorente, who I think was really good at the end of last season, is injured. So possibly their best centre-back is not playing. There's question marks over Calvin Phillips as well. You know, He was at the Euros. Will he play against Manchester United? We don't know. So if he's not playing, I like Greenwood more as well. So I'm leaning towards Greenwood game week one. I've got 0.5 million in the bank. So if that doesn't work out, I could always go Greenwood to Grealish game week two. And I mean, it's game week two where we really want these Manchester City midfielders. Um, for the Norwich game I'm not too worried about not having a Man City midfielder against Spurs in game week 1 especially Grealish where there's question marks over whether he starts or not I would rather have Mares because I think he's a sure starter but I can't quite stretch to him with the Kai so answer to the question the question was Grealish or Gundo and my answer was Greenwood but if I had to choose between Grealish and Gundogan I would take the risk with Grealish even though I think Gundogan is a more secure starter Grealish is the more exciting option And I think you're more likely to want to keep Grealish long-term than you are Gundogan, for example, when Kevin De Bruyne comes back. Question from Arvid, Son or Mares? I've I've got neither in my latest draft. Maybe I'll play with it later, but I don't think so. It's quite hard to get there financially with the way I'm set up. If I had to choose between Son and Mares, I would go Son because one simple reason, he'll probably play 90 minutes every week. I like buying players who I think I have a chance of keeping long-term and I won't have to use transfers on. So I think Son is ideal for that. He gives you a captaincy option in game week three and four as well. Mares I do really like for the first two game weeks in particular, but after that it's probably be gonna gonna become Pep Roulette again. So if it's a straight shootout, Son or Mares, if you've got the cash, I would go for Son. Question from James Maltby. Do you set up your team so it's easy to get Lukaku in next week without taking a hit or just ignore him? until week three at the earliest. So yeah, the first thing is to say about Lukaku, I've seen him in a few teams this morning, he's not going to play game week one. So if you've got him in there, unless you want to bench him in game week one, which I don't think I would do, it's too much cash to have on the bench. With Lukaku, quite simply, I'm not really worried about him. I'm not thinking about him. I'm not making plans to get him. Basically, I'm just going to worry about it in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe it will be a case of an early wildcard to get players like Lukaku and Harry Kane. So Lukaku's not in my thoughts, and I'm not setting my team up in a way to make it easy to get him either. I'm just going to wait and see how he settles at Chelsea. You know, Will he be subject to rotation like all the other Chelsea players are? So, yeah, I'm happy just to wait and see and I'm not setting my team up with Lukaku in mind. 
Question from FPL Yogi. Is it better to go Wilson or Tony plus one million in order to jump on early bandwagon? So again, this was a dilemma I've had all week. I'm not 100% set on it, but I am leaning towards Tony and a little bit of cash in the bank instead of Wilson. There's one million price difference. I think Tony has the potential to to match Callum Wilson this season for one million less. So I like the extra flexibility with the extra cash. Tony's got the penalties like Wilson does. So yeah, I'm going to back Tony. You know, I, the way I'm thinking about it too, I, I, if there's going to be a Tony party tonight, I want to be there. I don't want to be out looking in the window when everyone's celebrating after his brace against Arsenal. So that, that's that shouldn't really be a reason, but I have to admit there is a reason. You know, I want to I want to be there if there's a Tony party. So, you know, I did heavily consider Wilson. I'm just not feeling the love for Newcastle to, to begin the season. I think there's some concerns over St. Maximin's fitness. So if he doesn't play, I don't like Wilson as much. So yeah, Tony with extra cash in the bank gets my vote there. Again, like FPL always says, it's nice to have 0.5 or 1 million in the bank to be able to jump on those early bandwagons maybe quicker than other people can. Question from FPL Savat Dodo. As you are a patient manager, do you have a different strategy to attack the game in the early stages when the price rises and drops are happening quickly in order to build team value and when we don't know much about the teams yet? So yeah, absolutely. I'm a patient manager. When it gets to you know game week seven, eight, nine onwards, you'll see me making Friday night transfers. But in the first maybe three or four game weeks, there's every chance I'll make early transfers maybe on a Monday or Tuesday because when there's six, seven, eight million FPL managers in the beginning, everyone's engaged, everyone's making transfers, the prices do rise and drop much more quickly than they do after a couple of game weeks. So yeah, I'm always open to making early transfers in the first few weeks of the season. Just makes life a little bit easier later in terms of team value. Final question is from Tom. What about bench boost game week one? Yeah, I put a tweet about this a couple of days ago. I think when Amarty was looking like an option, Bench boost looked better, but now that Vestergaard's there, I think that kind of kills that off for me. The, the main reason I don't like bench boost game week one is, well, there's two reasons. I don't like having to get a second 4.5 million goalkeeper for the bench boost. I like 4.5 and 4.0. And also, it's almost impossible, I think, to get 15 players on the pitch in game week one. Because even if you think your bench boost looks amazing, there will be surprises in the team sheets in game week one. There will be some very highly owned players who we think are... set to start, who will be on the bench. So, yeah, that's what puts me off bench boost mainly in game week one. Good luck to those of you who do it, though. You know, I think about it every season, and I'm sure there will be a season where I will do it, but mainly that Amarty Vestigard thing is what puts me off it now. I'll wrap this episode up just running through my current team, how it looks. Now, of course, this is subject to change. Like you, I will be making a few more tinkers throughout the day, probably right up until close to deadline. So there, there could be some changes to this. That's all I'll say. But I don't, I'm not going to, you know, this is not a bluff. This is what it looks like at the moment. And this is what I'm feeling at the moment. And if there is changes at maximum, I would say one or two. And it's mainly that fourth midfield position. Uh, and possibly, you know, if I get cold feet on Tony later, that's probably the only two positions that are, are not decided for me yet. Like I said many times, there's no surprises when you hear my team. Uh, lots of, of popular picks here, but they're popular picks for a reason. You know, they look like the best options going into the season. So at the moment, my latest draft, goalkeepers Sanchez and Gunn. 
The reason Gunn is the backup instead of Foster is because Foster is very highly owned and I don't want to be in a scenario when a wildcard where Foster has dropped to 3.9 million. So I think Gunn is a safer bet there. Defence, Trent, Shimakis. So I'm all in on the Liverpool double up in defence. I was planning to go double Robertson and Trent anyway. So Shimakis is a gift and he gives me more cash to do other things. Luke Shaw also in there. So that will be my back three for game week one. The defenders on the bench... Veltman and Ailing, they rotate very nicely, so hopefully they will serve me well over the long term. Midfield, Salah, Bruno, Rafinha, those three have been in every draft all summer. Rafinha slipped out of it a couple of days ago, but he very quickly went back in. Fourth midfield position, like I mentioned, I'm leaning towards Greenwood, but that could change today. If it does change, I think it'll be a Manchester City midfielder, and, and Grealish, I do slightly prefer Grealish over Gundogan, you know, I put a tweet out yesterday that in the end I might just let the dog decide. I haven't ruled that out either because I think it would be a, a pretty funny video for Twitter. So yeah, leaning Greenwood at the moment for the reasons mentioned. Brownhill on the bench. I think he's the best 4.5 million midfielder. Up front, Antonio has been in every draft I've made. Danny Ings, I think, is really good. Good fixtures, playing for a good side. And Tony is in there also. I think Tony can be very good value this season I don't think he's a risk to begin the season either given that his ownership's quite high even though I always say I try not to look at ownership too much but I think it does make it easier to go with Tony when you know a lot of other people have him again subject to change but this my team will look very very similar to this come 6.30 best of luck for game week one folks enjoy the games if you'd like to hear my eye test podcasts from the games I watch this weekend check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general I'll be recording them on Monday and Tuesday I'll be back on Tuesday with another Athletic FPL podcast, hopefully off the back of a big first game week. Talk to you then. The Athletic.